God, I feel so fucking... I mean, I am, but I feel so fucking cynical. Because in that last paragraph, there's no pay-to-win or scummy microtransactions, but that's <laughs> being a single-player game. So EA I, does not have problems ruining single-player games with... At last, the tr- the transformation has been complete. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. We shoot lightning and have cookies. Mm, cookies. I had so many, so much food today. We did our work Thanksgiving today. So I took a, a big ass shot of insulin this morning and took a big ass shot I, I of did, insulin to work. I, I wasn't aware you shot insulin to your ass. I do. I do. Muscle tissue uh, makes it be absorbed a lot faster. Hurts more, but works better. Oh, let's just get this out of the way. You don't have much, much muscle on your ass. Actually, I've got a really muscular ass. I never skip leg day. I mean, I've also got a fat ass, but but it's not actually no. I'm thick with like three C's. <laughs> Dad ice. I was going to pull up something when you said that. And I start talking. I have no idea what I was about to do. Not a clue. I was in the my VGL uh, bookmark folder. Oh, I'm so glad then. Oh, I remember. I had to pull up the name list. But yeah, as I was saying, we had our Thanksgiving thing at work today. And I had so many carbs. Just so many. It was wonderful. Had mashed potatoes and mac and cheese and green bean casserole and stuffing and rolls and cheesecake and pie. I must have gained eight pounds at lunch today. It's crazy. Sounds fun. It was. It was delicious. I made the green bean casserole. Green bean casserole. I love green bean casserole, but I can only eat it like occasionally. You know, like I can't. I can't eat it too often. But mm-hmm. when I do, it's just mwah, so good. And it's really simple too. I think that's one of the reasons I like it so much. It's easy to make. It's super delicious, probably a little nutritious. Well, I've been experimenting with something. Okay. I've uh, I made a little bit of sodium citrate. Sodium citrate? Yes. What is that? It is essentially uh, sodium, or sorry, uh, the sodium, ver- or it's... Citric acid after it's been neutralized, mm-hmm. so it becomes a salt of it uh, called sodium citrate. And you're probably wondering why am I bringing this with cooking? Well, it is a rather powerful emulsifier, and whenever cheese gets melted, it likes to clump up. All the little proteins like to get in a nice ball and make this. Rather delicious, but ugly-looking mess. Mm-hmm. Sodium citrate is the bouncer, and it prevents that from happening. So instead of having to mess around with ruse and try to get 
uh, yeah, the, uh, the flowery taste of much yeast sauces now. A little bit of sodium citrate, a little bit of water, and then I could melt cheese and have a delicious cheesy sauce. So, yeah, I've been toying around with that. <laughs> That's cool. Sounds a little bit of chemistry. Well. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a literally a three uh, ingredient <laughs> cheese sauce. It's amazing to watch it work. Yeah, first time I toured around with it, I actually made uh, a Quasar sauce uh, so uh, to make nachos. Nachos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love finding odd ingredients. <laughs> and I'm sure anybody that starts reading my kitchen is like, what the hell is this? <laughs> For about uh, I would say a good quarter of the things I have in there. Yeah, I had a, like a, a 30 or 40 minute conversation at lunch today about cooking Um, with my boss. My boss is a fucking hippie in like the, <laughs> the worst way because he brought what were these things called? What do you call it? Butter bean Greek something something salad it was not good but he was he was like well see the ingredients in this this makes your body do this and this makes your body do that and it's like i have no idea if it's true or not but it all sounds mm-hmm. like it came out of like a really bad like health magazine uh did he uh now when he was making it did he align all the crystals correctly to make it taste better <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised and he's like what do you think because I, I like my my thing is like I'll try anything once, because you never know what you might be surprised and find that you like. So I tried it. And he's like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "And my boss's name is Jimmy." I was like, "Jimmy, I love you." And if you brought me these and were like, "I made this as a gift for you," please partake. I would eat some, but never in a million years would I would I eat this of my own volition. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, that that seems a little harsh, Jared, but at least you're honest with me." He was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to find uh, uh, something like this. Uh, I found uh, Greek butter bean salad with tomatoes still in the oregano, re- which sounds fucking delicious. Greek butter. I'm looking it up. Um, see, the thing is, is that it wasn't, it doesn't look like what a, you think. It's, it was like all mushy and smushy and. Is it like a hummus or something? Yeah, almost. Although it, it wasn't, it was a little more chunky than hummus. But it also, it, it wasn't like a full-on salad. But he did say it had dill in it. I remember that. Uh, vegan dips. Okay, here we go. And that's the thing. Vegan can taste good. But you have to go in it with a, a bit of an open mind and some creativity. Because once you go into once you go into vegan, you're cutting out a lot of things I really love. Yeah, I mean, I've had vegan dishes that I liked before. Vegan, I've had vegetarian dishes I liked before. Had uh, paleo dishes I liked before, like all kinds of like you know. But this was I did not like this. It was not good. Plus, it, it it was so mismatched with all of the 
traditional air quotes traditional Thanksgiving food. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had a very long still, conversation about cooking. Yeah, I'm still going down the uh, this rabbit hole trying to figure out because yeah, butter bean isn't usually used in hummus, is it? I have no idea. I'm not a big fan of hummus. It's okay, but yeah, here's llama bean hummus. Just weird. It sounds like he uh, almost sounds like he was wanting to make something else and then realized, oh, crap, I don't have this. No, he had said that he planned on making this to bring it in. Like he specifically made this. Maybe he had like some sort of tragic accident and uh, killed his sense of taste. Possibly. I until today, I have never seen him eat anything except an avocado. Or avocados. <laughs> Because his his thing is, is he talks about how, and I, again, this is another one of those things, like I have no idea if this is true or not. I don't know where he got this before, but he's convinced that an, uh, eating an avocado is, consi- your body considers it an invisible meal. And it's like, you're not eating food at all. And I'm like, Jimmy, uh, that doesn't make any sense because you're eating food, you're putting calories in your body, there's nutrients in it. He was like, no, no, the way that it, interacts with your body it doesn't actually break a fast if you're fasting i'm like i don't that doesn't seem right but uh, okay so and i'm not gonna argue with you so let's see one avocado 322 calories 29 grams of fat hey it does have a bunch of potassium in it so hey has that going for it also millennials like to put it on test for some reason I don't really like avocado all that much. I haven't really had it to have or that much of a affinity for it. And probably really won't because Anita fucking hates it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Trying to... And I'm making my boss sound like a moron. He's not. He's just a hippie about his food and things like that. Yeah, I think he needs to go realign his crystals for when he cooks. I asked him today, I was like, does your wife also eat like you do? Does she also like talk about or do all this stuff? And he's and he was like, well, sometimes she appreciates the interesting (laughs) things that I make. I said, so she's normal and she puts up with you because she loves you. And he, he was like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, whatever he says, the interesting things I make, you know that's not a good sound, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Didn't make it to, to mute in time. That one kind of snuck out. Oh, my. I'm trying every way I can think of to find this avocados are an invisible meal thing. And I'm, I'm just coming up coming up with nothing. Let's try it this way. <laughs> oh, Do what, I want to know? It just, no, it's on. It's what can I eat while fasting? Looking to not eat, but not break my fast. The first answer, you cannot eat without breaking your fast. There's no such thing as eating food without eating food unless you pretend. <laughs> oh, you need to just print that out and just, yep. Yeah. 
quietly put that around the office. Yeah. Oh, the the other thing that uh, cricket power bars, like made out of crickets. Mm-hmm. It must be like he's he said he's going to make some and bring him in, and I'm like, now see that actually sounds like it might be good because there's a lot of cultures around the world that eat insects. Yeah. So I've never had it before, so I don't know how I'm going to feel about it, but I'll try it. Now, if you uh, suddenly have the feeling to just sit there and rub your lace together, you've eaten too much. <laughs> or that's you know, perfectly normal for you. Let's see. I should I should just give up. No, we're too far down the rabbit hole. So a lot of places recommend eating avocados while doing intermittent fasting, like for your meal or, you know, depending on what fasting regimen you follow. Mm-hmm. It's a, a good snack if you do like broken fasts, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you go like 18 hours without eating and then you eat a small meal and like another 18 hours. They recommend yeah. avocados. Nothing in here, though, about... uh it being an invisible meal. He's very, very adamant about well, this. I just can't, get, I can't get over it. Maybe he buys avocado while wearing uh, camouflage. <laughs> maybe. He puts salt on it as well. That salt on his good. avocado. But then again, eating just an avocado by itself doesn't sound all that good either. What is bulletproof coffee? Uh, hippie bullshit. Okay. Because this is a, another response. It's like some people will eat healthy fats, and it lists a few different fats. Bulletproof coffee. What? What, what is bulletproof coffee? The thinking is that although fat doesn't raise insulin levels, it counts as a fast. I tell my clients yeah. that eats out and eating outside fat. It's all in fat. It's basically a, a lot of fat in a coffee mug. I see. Let's see. Uh, let's just grab one at random. Uh, scroll, 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 scroll past the blog, 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 bullshit blog post. Okay. It. it oh, hang on. They link to other things. Okay, so he's u- using a very particular coffee, but 12 ounces of coffee, two tablespoons of ghee, which is a clarified uh, butter. Yeah, I know what ghee is. Well, I like I ghee, but not in coffee. One tablespoon of MCT oil. I don't know what that which is. Which is... This guy's uh, doing uh, branded stuff as well, which is some sort of... Hot octane oil for your body, whatever bullshit that is. A, pun- a pinch of pink salt and half a teaspoon of ground cinnamon. Let's find one that's just not you know advertising like hell. It's keto co- butter coffee, essentially. It's yeah, it sounds disgusting. Yeah, no, that sounds terrible. So here's something from Perfect Keto Blog. It talks about a fasting mimicking diet. Uh, okay, it, it's it's coconut oil. Uh, MCT oil is coconut oil. Oh, I like coconut oil. Not in my coffee, but I like it. 
I hate coconut to begin with because it tastes like soap to me. Fair enough. So, so th- this fasting mimicking thing in the perfect keto blog, which I don't know how scientific that is, is talking about eating avocados and other foods very well, sparingly to help get you through a fast. Well, here's the thing is that keto was originally designed to help modulate insulin or uh, blood sugar for uh, diabetics. It wasn't for a diet. Yeah. So uh, in eight ounces of coffee, a half a cup of unsweetened almond milk. So basically a Frappuccino. A a teaspoon of coconut oil with up to a tablespoon if you like it. A tablespoon of butter or ghee. Or sorry, a teaspoon of uh, butter or ghee. Which, yeah, is two very different things. And a tablespoon of protein powder. That just sounds disgusting. And this is from a person whose grandfather put ginger and black pe- and black pepper in his coffee. Or great-grandfather, I should say. No, thank you. Yeah, this whole thing is full of shit. I knew he was full of shit. The first time he told it to me, he'd only been my boss for like a month. And so I didn't no, 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 know no, how no, Jared. He... He's full of avocado. Oh, you're right. He is full of avocado. The first time he told me he'd only been my boss for like a month. So I don't, didn't know how he would, he would respond. At this point, though, if he brings it up again, I'm going to be like, Jimmy, you're full of shit. <laughs> I did a bunch of research. I couldn't find anything that said what you're saying. I love my boss because I could, I could tell him, Jimmy, you're full of shit. And he would just laugh. Uh, here, let, let's counteract all this with something from r slash cast iron. Okay. There you go, on Discord. Please tell me it's full of bacon. Please tell me it's full of bacon. It's not loading. Ooh. Yeah. I want that. <laughs> Correction, I need that in my life right now. All right. We... It's it's nine twenty. Let's let's do a show. What say you? Uh, if we must, or are we just going to sit here and talk about bullshit avocado stuff some more? <laughs> I mean, we could just we could do a complete bullshit episode. Fuck the rest of the stuff. <laughs> I could, I could tell stories and talk about the weird stuff that people do, and the weird stuff my boss does. Uh, that would be a good bonus episode for uh, the holidays. Ooh, yeah, we should do that. Because we need at least one, because you're traveling this year, so we need an extra holiday episode, right? Peppers, let's see, looking at the calendar. Yeah, Christmas is on a Wednesday, so I don't think we're going to record Christmas Eve. Yeah, and then the next week is when I'll be traveling. I'll be in Colorado that week. Mm-hmm. So we need at least two episodes. Yeah. We should uh, talk shop soon. Mm-hmm. About about that, because that's a month away. Jesus, Christmas is a fucking month away. Well, you haven't noticed that all the stores have gone full out Christmas now? They got rid of all the Halloween stuff? I haven't been to any store. And, like, my the grocery store I go to here doesn't put out decorations for anything. I love them. So the only I, store... I, I love the, them, too. I, I'm jealous. That's the only store I've been to in months. I actively avoid shopping anywhere that's not online. Or anything else. I just I just can't do it. 
I just can't do it. I spend all day, every day talking to people for work. I just want to go home. If I need to buy something, if it can't come from Amazon or, you know, one of the other major retail websites, fuck it. I don't need it. Katie's been yep. going out a lot with her friends to like all these little like fall and winter festival type things and looking for Christmas presents. And I'm like, if you want me to shop for anybody, they better have an Amazon wish list. <laughs> She's like, okay. Oh, I'll do uh, most uh, of the uh, shopping uh, then. Uh, is that handing that I should, uh, make a public wish list? Oh, I already know what I'm getting you. You're Uh-oh. one of the exceptions to the rule. Why am I suddenly afraid? Ah, I mean, you're going to get your usual treats this year. Or maybe not the usual treats. You're going to get some treats as usual. Unless something goes drastically wrong between now and, and then. But we're going to have a couple of baking mm-hmm. days to All make right. treats. But we're looking at our Christmas budget and... I was like, well, we definitely need to set aside some money for Rage. So. Yeah, I'm probably not going to do anything like I did last year, though, because uh, yeah, I have other uh, priorities now. Yeah. You're, you're cool. You're cool. Smoochy, smoochy, smoochy. I need an adult. <laughs> All right. You got Audacity up? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to do a short thing. Hopefully it, uh, there has been a couple of windows updates. So hopefully whatever issue I had before is actually fixed now. Yeah, that would be nice. I know obviously it's not your fault, but no issues is always great. Yeah, that would be uh, yeah, a very nice thing to have. And the drive is a spinning. So I think I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to reset you, Craig. I forgot this past week, and I apologize for that. I was mostly concerned about getting the show ready to go and with Thanksgiving right on the corner. Or is it Georg still? Or... Georg? Georg. That's the the backup one. Now, the question is, which one is the evil twin? Because they're both robots, so we can't see which one has the you know, the goatee. Well, G-Arc is grayish. Usually the mirror guys are the bad ones, or the shadow guys, so... Uh, unless they're already evil, because it could be like Cartman. <laughs> or Scott Pilgrim. Although you haven't seen Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. No, it looks like Halo is uh, doing gangbusters right now. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'll probably play it this weekend. Although, I need to, I'm going to have to front load the month of my time at Portia because even though I'm going to be off for two weeks, more than half of that time I'm going to be in Colorado with just my laptop. And I have issues with the Xbox app on my laptop. I don't know what it doesn't like about it, but more than half the time it doesn't work. Which kind of sucks. There's more than a few games that I'd like to try that would probably work just fine on my laptop, like Into the Breach, possibly Moonlighter, um, where the water tastes like wine. Mm -hmm. Well, we have that for January anyway. True. But I could play it while I'm there too, so... Mm -hmm. 
you know, let's put it this way. Uh, Halo Master Chief Collection spiked, or it's currently at, at 156,925 players. Number only. three on Steam. <laughs> no, that's only the Steam numbers. Yeah, I know, but I was I was joking. Like I was like, only that many? <sighs> I mean, I did fire it up on Game Pass. Part of me uh, wants to suggest doing a co-op campaign together, but then we may run into the Factoria problem. Well, I don't think so, just because of the huge difference in, you know, the type of game. Plus, it's been years. The last time I played Halo Reach was... Ooh. I think I was in college. Because I didn't play anymore after Halo 4 came out. So that would have been six, seven, eight, nine years ago. I don't know exactly where it would fall in the continuum, but mm-hmm. I graduated from college in 2013, so somewhere between six and ten years ago. But I'm also nowhere near as good at first-person shooters as I used to be. I've gotten old. I'm slow. Well, I got frustrated with Halo. The original, I should say. Yeah, Reach is very different in a lot of aspects. I mean, there's plenty of similarities. It's the same DNA, but Reach was the first one, I think, where they started adding uh, like innate abilities to to spice up the variety. Like there were armor abilities you could get that changed things up. Um, the pacing was a lot different. But I mean, I'd be down to co-op. If you wanted to. I wouldn't mind at least trying it. Sweet. I don't know how well it runs just yet. I haven't fired it up. I just, oh, I fired it up and toured around with the menus, and that was about it. Want to make it a date for Sunday night? Perhaps. I'll, uh, I've got it installed. I'll make sure to make sure it's working properly. I can't imagine it struggling at all to run. Unless they've really fucked something up with the PC port. <laughs> well, Which is possible. My, I, well, remember, I hit thermal issues with my CPU. Okay, interesting. So it looks like on Steam, you can buy them individually, or you can just buy the whole collection, and then you get mm-hmm. them as they release, if I'm reading this properly. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I mean, seven... Yeah, seven Halo games, or seven games for 40 bucks. Not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, ODST, I guess, technically is more of an expansion. Um, but it had a full-length single-player campaign and everything. By modern standards, it's its own game. Anyways, um, I think I'm ready to go. If you're ready to go. I think I am too. I'm just firing up Audacity now. Okay. It's a quick one second recording. And should be good to go. Hello? Hello? Oh, there you are. It it was quiet for a moment. I thought maybe you were doing something. Uh, Well, I was doing a quick uh, recording, but just to get the driver spinning. Gotcha. 
Okie dokie. Oh, I didn't did I change the date. I did. Good. I did some of my show prep when I had a quick break at work today. Mm-hmm. That creates a, a weird little split when I'm like, did I do this? Did I do that? Oh, I don't have the name list pulled up. I should do that. So was that the meanest we've ever been to a Discovery queue? Or sorry, not a Discovery queue, but a game club uh, game? Mm, I don't think so. But it wasn't a great one. Just didn't didn't like it all that much. I think this is Shadow of the Colossus uh, levels of mean to it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything uh, that we've been this mean to. Uh... I think I was starting to approach it with uh, Donut County, but it was more, I just didn't get it. Maybe Final Fantasy Tactics? Yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics, I don't think we're mean to it. Just we were constantly like, well, game design has moved on and this is an old game. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying here, looking at the different games on, on the list, it's like, is there anything we've been this mean to? Ooh, ooh, I know, at least for me. Skyrim. Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with a tiny bit of lag, you would have said it first, but I said it just as it was coming through to me. Well, I said it uh, before you on my side, so that means I win. Fair fair enough. Maybe Bomber Crew. Uh, Yeah, we were pretty hard on Bomber Crew. Both of us yeah, were. Yeah, that was this year. That was the current year. Current year, I guess it was early, early, early this year. Yeah, that was February. February, yeah. Hmm. All right, time for me yeah. to say. Oh, were you gonna say something? Well, else? well, I was just, oh, I was just looking since we have the complete list now, and we've revealed the final one. We've had, we have two, both Stardew Valley and my time in Portia in the same year. Uh, Celestial Command doesn't really have. A, uh, analog uh, Prey I think is kind of on its own as well as Donut County I think we've had a pretty varied year overall yeah um, I feel like more good than bad although I really liked Vampire and you didn't Oh, uh, it just was too uh, archaic for me uh, yeah I mean since I didn't like Vampire and we both didn't like Bomber Crew, we weren't hot for uh, Company Heroes. We didn't say it was bad, but it was just frustrating at times. Yeah, I liked Company of Heroes, though. Sturdy Valley, good. I, I was kind of meh. Fault Monster 1, really liked it. And the yeah, Gungeon. we need to do the second okay. one, don't we? Yeah, we do. Well, I think we Love both uh, kind of lukewarm on Void Bastards. Yeah, I loved yeah. Donut County. I loved and hated Prey at the same time. <laughs> Celestial Command, not nah, it bored me. Uh, and then my time at Portia, we'll see. Decent, well, decent. Yeah. I think last year was probably the best game club year we've done since yeah, we've been doing be, it. Yeah, but to be fair, we had Xenonauts, Torchlight 2, 80 Days, Battletech, Tales from the Borderlands. Wolf Among Us. Well, well I mean, I mean, just the first half of the year is, you know... Uh, all the ones knocking it out of the park. I yeah. would say up until Fallout New Vegas DLCs, where that was kind of the first slip. Yeah. Uh, Dwarf Fortress, I think, was a slip for you. And then you didn't really like Dragon Commander, but yeah. I did. And then Reseteer 
was adorable. I think we, but yeah, but I think we both were kind of mad on the gameplay, but loved it as a game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say yeah. uh, 2018 was probably our strongest year. I mean, if we push it back a month and include uh, December of 2017, I mean, that's one hell of a year, huh? Yeah. 2017 wasn't too bad either. You didn't really care for Rebel Galaxy. Yeah, well, remember, we were trying to do one every two weeks for uh, a part of that, and that was a mistake. Actually, I don't don't remember that, but... Yeah, remember up until Skyrim, it was every other week. Then yeah, that was too much. Bastion to the Moon and Papers, Please were all good though. Um, yeah, like and, the, and those are all and those are all fairly short experiences. I think Path of Exile probably we should look at again since that was you know, a very short time, and it's also been three years now. Yeah. Oh god, it's, oh god, it's been three years since we started this. It has. It has. Get off my lawn. We're getting old. Old men. Grumpy old men bitching about video games. Mm-hmm. But enough of that for tonight. Or for whenever this portion in particular gets added to somewhere. Bye-bye. Yeah. You need to go fall asleep in your chair, don't you? I do. If this gets here quick enough, I might start editing tonight. I don't know. I mean, you don't have to rush. You don't have to do a rush job or anything. I could always go to bed, maybe wake up early and work on it a little bit. Or just roll the dice since we're going to be recording tomorrow too and just see what happens and go from there. I'm looking at probably 20 minutes before I have it uh, to you. That's enough time to grab a quick snack. I could at least start the process. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. If I fall asleep, I fall asleep. But if I don't, I'll start working on it tonight. Hello, Craig. Hello, Craig. Bringing him online so that we can ha- capture all of this wonderful Franken content. Yeah, it's just... It's like uh, Humble Bundle found all the oddball books and put them together. And some of them are obviously, you know, self-published, you know. Uh, I don't know how the hell uh, they got on here. I mean, they have creating a thriving business, a secret history of brands, but they have medieval combat. <laughs> I mean, the hell, right? Those are how, excellent. Excellent. How are, how are these all connected, right? Well, I mean, medieval combat is a huge part of having a successful business. Well, medieval combat breaks out when employees gone wild. And that's oh another my. book on this. Whenever they've had too much of drinkology beer. I'm looking at the, mean, the book bundle now. That Brainwave 2. I mean, it's all from this one publisher. So it is connected in a way. But but then you have the Star Trek book. Dating tips for the unemployed. <laughs> Wait, where's the Star Trek book? Oh. Uh, on the final tier. Star Trek The Next Generation 325. What 365. Is, 365, sorry. Oh, is that like a calendar? No, a complete episode by expo- episode exploration of the hit TV series. Yeah, you're going to watch an episode of Star Trek every day. Unless it's a leap year. Don't Panic by uh, 
Neil Gaiman, Douglas mm-hmm. Adams, the hit from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. The Book Lover's Guide to Wine. Eh. Cigarette, a history of cigarette and trade cards. Okay, I'm interested oh, in that actually. Well, well, that's where we got baseball cards originally. I mean, did Didn't you know not that. know that? No, I did not. Yeah, yeah baseball cards were. Uh, well, one of the type of cards that they gave away was cigarettes back in the day, back in uh, the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. And it became popular enough that they became their own thing. <laughs> How to prosper in the coming apocalypse. Doomsday preppers, don't panic. Profit. An investment guide and survivalist handbook for the end of the world. Here's your chance to make it to the 1% after 99% of humanity has perished. Worried about inflation? Concerned about nuclear arms? <laughs> and Nervous about fuel costs? This must-have book is all you need to gear up for windfall profits while friends and in-laws lose their shirts. Watch the final convulsions of civilization from the veranda of your country estate. Invaluable strategies and suggestions include tips on Finding and fortifying your rural hideaway. Do keep a spare <laughs> copy of the minefield map and don't run the toaster while the electric fence is on. New careers in Armageddon. People are going to need marksmanship lessons or mar- marksmanship lessons, excuse me, evacuation luggage, places to flee, group rates available for mass stampedes, planning ahead and cashing in when the panic hits. The scarcity investment plan. Stock up. Oh, definitely you need to stock up on toilet paper. That's my my pro tip for the apocalypse. Stock up on toilet paper. Because everyone's going to think, I need food. I need medicine. I need clean drinking water. No one's going to think about what happens in two weeks when the toilet paper runs out and they need to take a shit. Hoard that toilet paper. (laughs) I... I hope that this is a joke. I don't know who this artist is or an artist author is. So I don't know if this is a joke or a serious book. It could go either way, but I hope it's like the zombie survival guide, which is a mix of some actual survival stuff, but like jokey because it has all the zombie apocalypse stuff in it. That would be neat. I kind of want to buy it just for that. But that's also the maximum tier. How to prosper in the coming apocalypse. How much does that cost on Amazon? 13. But it's also part of Kindle Unlimited. Oh. Uh, looks like it's a humorous one. So, Okay, but, good. I was really there, hoping that was a but, joke. But, but there's also only two ratings. So, yeah. Uh, let's see some of his other books. Uh, How to be your own literary agent. Uh, maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> and death in the crease the death of a former goalie draws sports agent uh, Dave Bolt into a gambling scandal which destroyed the uh, professional ice hockey which isn't even in uh, let's put it this way it's not available in print unless you get mass market paperback and there's only like a handful <laughs> in existence it seems so yeah he's done three books Honestly, the $1 tier looks like the best one. A hundred words almost everyone confuses and misuses speaks to the pedant in me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Crap at my parents' house looks like it would be either funny or just bad, but that might make it funny. Dating tips for the unemployed looks funny. 
God in a cup. Actually, I like I like coffee, so I'm actually genuinely interested in that. Edison's Concrete Piano. Oh, this was the one that you said about the the failed yeah. inventors. That looks good. Notorious Prisons of the World looks interesting. So I don't know who Chuck Taylor is, and I don't need to ace any test, but that's one, two, three, six of the eight for a dollar. They look interesting to me. And then it just gets worse from there. Mm-hmm. Except for how to prosper in the coming apocalypse. But I'm not paying $15 for just to get that book. And in my mind, that devalues the rest of the garbage I'm getting for a dollar. <laughs> but I have Kindle Unlimited, so I'll just read it there someday. Or or not, let's be honest, or not. Yeah, probably not. I mean, there's a lot of meh on this, isn't there? Yeah. Which, usually there's at least one or two standouts, but honestly... I'm not really seeing anything that's a must-have. I mean, even a dollar is kind of eh. Especially if you have uh, Kindle Unlimited, because it looks like all of these are on Kindle Unlimited. Oh, shoot. I was just I was literally about to, to check out at the dollar tier. But if they're all on Kindle uh, Unlimited, I won't even spend uh, a dollar. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, as it's concrete piano, isn't uh, got in a cup. Okay, it looks like the dollar tier doesn't have Kindle Unlimited. The ones I was checking out in the higher tiers, just rateably, mm-hmm. are in Kindle Unlimited. Which is kind of weird. That's kind of backwards, isn't it? Yeah. That's me. Although some of uh, the uh, 100 words almost everyone confuses and misuses, it's uh, sequel, prequel, uh, sequel. That is on Kindle Unlimited. 100 words to make you sound smart. Can we send a few of those to Washington, please? <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, some of these have PDFs. Where are you, Dropbox? There you are. Ooh, am I getting something? I'm putting the PDF for God in a Cup in the VGL shared folder. Oh. And... Trying to make me find Jesus? <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, was there any of the others you were interested in? There's a PDF uh, of Notorious what... Prisons of the World. Oh, uh, sure. I was looking at 100 words. Uh, that one also has a PDF. And Edison's Concrete Piano. Ooh. What's PRC? I don't want I know what EPUB is. What's a PRC doc? Uh, uh for palm devices. Ah, okay. Would explain why you don't know it. it explains why I don't know it. Let's see. You put I just need to put all these in my Google Drive folder. Yes, I'd like to allow Humble Bundle to do this. Boop. That was easy. My, uh, or not my, Chrome is freaking out. Yeah, I've had Chrome having issues today. I'm not sure if there was an update or what. Okay, there we go. Seems to have stabilized itself. But yep, there you go. Oh, we could have a book of the month club for a few months. Oh, boy. We could read the Notorious Prisoners of the World, or Notorious Prisoners of the World, God in a Cup, 
Edison's Concrete Piano, and a hundred words almost or a hundred words almost everyone confuses and misuses. And then we could cook something from balls. <laughs> now that's a callback. <laughs> that was like a year ago, I think, whenever we found that. Well, I was looking at some of the other uh, recipe books I've gotten from Humble, Humble Bundle, and I, I had a good chuckle because I remembered balls. <laughs> balls. All right. I think I just looked and saw what time it was. We should probably get this show on the road. Uh, maybe. Bullshit. I don't need it open. I mean, we could just skip, sort of, and just do another BS recording if you want. Talk about Halo. And if you really want to talk about uh, my friend Pedro, and I'll just skip Skyrim. Or if you want to skip Skyrim, I mean, I'm not going to fight that one. <laughs> uh, okay. I've got all the. I mean, I mean, my displeasure about Skyrim is uh, well known at this point. <laughs> it's legendary. Unlike Skyrim. Oh, sick bird. Yeah, part of me uh, uh, doesn't look forward, but part of me does look forward to going back to the older Elder Scrolls games. It's like, are they as good as I remember? I'll tell you one thing. I'm not goofing around with uh, not buying it from the very beginning this time around. What? Oblivion? Well, yeah, when we eventually do Oblivion on Morrowind. Yeah. Oblivion... Much, 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 much better with mods, especially, you know, 13 or 14 years on. Mm-hmm. And that, not just from a graphical standpoint, but that game is rough in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then Morrowind, I haven't played Morrowind in four or five years. And even then, I, with the last time I played it, I didn't play a ton of it. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't. Even like I, I couldn't get it running in proper widescreen, right? It kept having issues, and then I just kind of gave up and went back and played Oblivion again. Yeah, I think my biggest problem with Oblivion, uh, looking back, is just the fact that, uh, yeah, it was Patrick Stewart, Sean Bean, and about five other people from The Office, and not The Office, the TV show. I'm talking about the Bethesda Office because, yeah. They've used voices a lot. Yeah. Boy, it was kind of a rough day for me yesterday for my childhood. Why? Uh, uh, two of my, uh, the curmudgeons I grew up with uh, passed away. Oscar the Grouch and Odo. I assume the voice actor or puppeteer, the actor uh, for uh, him. Puppeteer for uh, uh, Oscar the Grouch. I'm not sure if a voice or not. I know definitely puppeteer. Actually, for both Oscar the Grouch and Big Bird. Uh, and then the actor that played Odo on Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Which, oh, need to get you to watch Deep Space Nine. Rene Aubergenois. Mm-hmm. Aubergen- Aubergenois? Yeah. I don't know how to say that. I'm actually not 100% sure. But, yeah. I think you would really like the character once you know, the series really gets going because Deep Space Nine has a lot of good character arcs. It's not your typical Star Trek. It's not a it's it's an episodic show, yes, but it also has a lot of 
overarching story and overarching character development. It's not like the next generation where they essentially reset every episode. Yeah. I've seen some of Deep Space Nine, although I watched what I saw was kind of in the middle, I think. Yeah, if you get but... if you just jump into the middle though, you get skip a good portion of the first season. But if you Yeah, I've seen a chunk like some chunk of Deep Space Nine. I've seen all of Voyager, all of Enterprise, all of TNG, all of the original series. Some of Discovery, not a lot, but some. I haven't seen any of Picard, which I think is out. I don't. I don't think it's out yet. Oh, is it not? I thought it was. No, yeah. I don't think it's out, but I don't have a CBS thing. Oh, okay, it's twenty twenty. What's the other new Star Trek? Oh, I, it, it's the short Trek things. I've only seen one of those. The one about trails. Yeah, that- and that may be something we have to do is at some point once we uh, get, you know, like 2023, once we finally get through all of uh, My Hero Academia, mm-hmm. is maybe do a deep dive on some uh, Deep Space Nine. Assuming it's still available on streaming and can be grabbed easily. Because now with your psychology background, I think there's some characters on there that would really tickle your fancy. Particularly Garrick. Lots of things tickle my fancy. Yeah, it's easier to list things that don't. 